Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. I want to start with a very, very quick thank you today for the support you've all been showing for the podcast. We've been getting some lovely feedback and it all does really make a difference when you're pushing yourself to get your content out consistently. If you've been enjoying the episodes, one of the ways you can show your support is to leave a review on iTunes. It really, really would mean the world to me. I'd also love to know what kind of content you're creating and what are your struggles when it comes to getting new content out there on a regular basis. So I've designed my business around helping people who create video blogs and podcasts. By the way, if you want to find out more about the packages I offer for each to help you get your content published and promoted to the world, check out my package price guide at hotcontent.co.uk forward slash services. Not only would it help me to improve my offering, but knowing what you most need help with will help me tailor the content of this podcast to make sure that we're providing you with as much great actionable advice as possible because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. So our guest today is Antoine Dupont. He is a recognized expert and strategist in digital marketing. He's an award-winning marketing agency owner and a speaker at national and international conferences. We're gonna dive straight into my chat with Antoine and reveal his one hot thing. Hello Antoine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's really a great pleasure. I'm doing great, how about you? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. So whereabouts in the world are you now? Well, I'm in South Florida. So I'm West Palm Beach, which is oh. 60 miles north of, uh, of Miami. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the weather year round is, uh, we have two weather. We have hot and mm. we have very hot. Amazing. So right now we're in the hot uh, season. We're about to get into the very hot season. Oh, sounds amazing. We have cold and very cold here in the UK, (laughs) or very cold and wet. (laughs) Fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to hearing all about your one hot thing today. Would you like to tell us what it is? Yeah, the the, the one hot thing is uh, how to reverse engineer uh, content to answer the questions that most people have out there, particularly for us marketers. We're you know, always, um, you know, looking to produce a new piece of content, whether it's a blog or video. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think it's running out of ideas, but it's like, how can we be super effective in creating content that our target audience is, uh, looking, uh, for the, uh, the answers to. Um, so that's my hot thing is I, I discovered there are a few tools out there, uh, and I'm going to talk to you about a couple of them that I've, that I use. Wonderful. Uh, you focus, um, you focus quite a lot on YouTube, don't you? On video marketing. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the two things, um, that I do is, uh, uh, Facebook and YouTube. So YouTube, I have a, uh, a small channel and I'm about to get 10,000 uh, subscribers this month. So woo, wow. we're going to have a party, which I did in the last 12 months. So that that's exciting. So just really uncovering how to grow a YouTube channel, uh, and also Facebook, particularly around videos and, and creating content that actually uh, is effective. Wonderful. So if we, if we dig in, so I guess a lot of people, they want to create, um, you know, content for YouTube, but it's knowing exactly what kind of topics they should be covering, isn't it? So where would you suggest people start? Well, there, there are several tools, right? So I'm going to give you one of them that is free. It's the first free tool that you can use. It's answerthepublic.com. 
So you go to answerthepublic.com and you put in a keyword and you, you click on the button that says get questions. And what this tool is going to do is going to aggregate all the questions that people have around that keyword, all the what, how, why, uh, and, and you know, all those when, I mean, all, all the questions. Um, so that's really extraordinary because um, I, I, you know, as content creators or as marketers or as business owners, um, it's, it's not always easy to know what to do. And there it is. This is what people are actually asking. So it aggregates all the questions that are in Google, what people are asking uh, are around that. Now, the other free way you can do it is by simply going to Google and put in your keyword and just type the word how right before that, mm-hmm. right? And then it's just going to give you the Google suggest all the questions. But that's a little bit messy because it's not super organized. The tool that I use as a professional is SEMrush. And inside of SEMrush, it's about $100, uh, 100 US dollars for us. So I, I don't know um, how it is in, in the rest of the world, in the UK and France and whatnot. But it's 100 bucks, so it's going to be uh, uh, close to that. Um, and there is a, uh, a feature in, in that, uh, in, in that uh, software that's called the um, Keyword Magic Tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Keyword Magic Tool is pretty much the same thing at Answer the Public. You put in a keyword and you say get, get questions. What's much better and why I like uh, SEM Rush as a professional marketer is it's going to order the questions based on the volume. Um, so I'm going to know, um, how it's trending, whether it's trending up or whether it's trending down and then how many people are currently asking for that question. So obviously the top most asked questions are, are at the top and then they go down. Uh, the, the word of advice that we do is, is don't just pick the first question and say, Oh, look at that. There's 5,000 inquiries for that in the last month. This is great. Let's go after that. Um, because chances are, is that, um, you're not the first one to discover that. And there's already a lot of content trying to answer that question. Um, it's basically what you're dealing with is you did, you're going to be dealing with something super competitive. Mm-hmm. What I would advise people is pick, take low hanging fruits, look for questions that may have a lot less volume, but still have um, a significant amount of searches like you know I, I don't know like 100 500 searches a month that's sufficient but if you create a great piece of content that answers the question exactly the way it asks hmm. how to write effective content in 2019 that's the question they're asking your blog title your video title should be how to create effective content in 2019 that's what they ask so you know uh, uh, channeling uh, Marcus Sheridan that that wrote the book called they ask you mm. answer well they ask and you create a piece of content uh, 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 and you answer that um, so that that's that's the, the, the technique and um, the, the SEM rush is the pay tool. I use another tool specifically for uh, YouTube, mm. uh, which is called TubeBuddy. And there are two, okay. uh, T-U-B-E, buddy, TubeBuddy. Um, there are two tools on the, um, on the market, uh, VidIQ and mm-hmm. TubeBuddy. Buddy, um, I per- personally I tried both. Um, I, I don't have. Um, I'm not against or for one or the other. Um, I, I chose to buddy. 
um, it worked for me and, and like that. But I think they're very similar. Some people will say, well, VidIQ is a little bit more of this and TubeBuddy is a little less of that. Um, but what I get with the TubeBuddy is the same kind of stuff. It's like I can put in a keyword and then it's going to tell me based on that specific keyword the types of questions that people are asking, but particularly how competitive it is. Um, I, I think if, you know, if, if, for example, I have several pieces of content that are very, uh, uh, very popular on, on YouTube around Facebook marketing. So for me to take a big question around Facebook marketing would be a safe bet because mm -hmm. I've al I'm already established. I've already have several pieces of content that are doing very well. So from a YouTube's algorithm viewpoint, it would make sense that I have more content in that world. But if you're starting out and you want to tap into a, uh, a, a very specific market and you haven't created any content, um, I, I would stay away from the most dominant keyword, dominant question with 10,000 inquiries because um, the chances of you ranking for that is very, uh, very low. But I would pick all the low-hanging fruit. All the small questions create four or five pieces of content. These pieces of content are going to rise to the top. You're going to rank number one and then you can go after the big one. So basically what you're doing is you're starting off platform, you're looking at, you mentioned um, answer the public um, to, to take a broader look and go, what, what, what are people wondering? What, what, what questions are they asking so that you can figure out the topics of the videos that you're going to create. And then mm -hmm. when you actually get onto YouTube, you're, you're sort of digging a little bit deeper and going, right, what specific keyword can I use for this video or key phrase to you? Right. Using, YouTube specific tools like TubeBuddy or Vid, VidIQ, is that right? Yeah, it's, it's basically, process. yeah, it's, it's reverse engineering your content. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so it, I think what's super important is that you respect uh, the question, how they asked the question. Mm. Um, because, you know, the, the algorithm of uh, YouTube and, uh, and Google um, it's still a machine. So if the question is asked a specific way, uh, you want to answer, you want to have the title of your blog or your video exactly the way people are asking. And sometimes mm. it's kind of like, well, I wouldn't say it like this. Um, but that's how they're asking. So create a, create a piece of content around that. Now, once I figured out a question, that I, I, I know that people are asking and mm -hmm. it's not super competitive. Like it's not like, you know, for example, what is SEO, right? Like forget about it. You, you're yeah. not going to rank for that because there is, you know, uh, five billion pieces of content on that. So it, that, that's kind of like the example. Don't do what is SEO, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not going to rank. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, th there, might be is, uh, there might be a question, you know, how to implement SEO for a small business in New York, right? So, or, or I, I'm, I'm going maybe a little too specific here, but how to implement SEO for a small business? That's a much broader question. Um, and it's going to be a lot less competitive because there's a lot of people that won't compete in that space. And maybe there's a chance for you that if you create a piece of content, you can, do, you can dominate and rank there. What I do once I have a question, one of the things is, first of all, I use TubeBuddy because TubeBuddy is going to tell me the... Um, the uh, the competitiveness of it, and I'm going to follow. Like there, there's a couple of uh, of graphs that they have. They're telling you how competitive uh, it is, and uh, and the other one is the current volume of uh, of inquiries. 
Um, but what I do is I take the question and then I, um, I put it in Google if it's going to be a blog content and I look at the current results that come up for that specific question. And the mm -hmm. same with YouTube. What's surprising um, is that the, the very rarely does the question, exactly the question the way people are asking is part of the title. It's very rare. Okay. Um, both in YouTube, like you will find that Google and YouTube will have related content to that question, but they don't have a piece of content that answers that question um, straight on. So what it is, is Google and, and YouTube, the algorithm is looking for popular pieces of content and it's saying, okay, based on your question, these are the best results, but they don't have the direct, they don't have the direct answer. So your job as a marketer is what I do is I analyze the first 10 pieces of content and uh, whether they're blog content or video content, and I look at it, I literally spend the time to watch it, mm. see what they're doing, and my goal is to create a piece of content that's actually better than theirs, that answers the question more in depth, um, better prepared, uh, you know, just just a better piece of content. And, and you know, then after that is, you know, um, let the algorithm do the work, because if you have a great piece of content, uh, people will watch it. People will read it. Uh, uh, the, 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 the Google and YouTube algorithm is going to pick your behavior that you actually are staying on that piece of content a long time, which is going to give you a good signal and then therefore your content is going to rank. Okay. So you mentioned Let's, about the, the titles um, and you, you said that actually very few contain the exact question. So presumably mm -hmm. with the titles, we're aiming to not be cryptic and obscure, but actually just to address the actual question that you think somebody will type in when they want the answer that, that your piece of content gives. Is that right? So literally how to, whatever it is yeah. that you're helping them do. Yeah, there's one thing actually is really interesting. And I think for all marketers, uh, the Pew Research Center, it's a huge, um, uh, a research center in the U.S. is called the Pew, P-E-W, Pew Research Center. Just did a survey recently on how, what people were using YouTube for. Um, and uh, the, the survey came back that 51% of people went to YouTube for how-to related content. And Amazing. I was like, 51%. I mean, that, that's a staggering number. And if you look at, you know, I, I, I speak at conferences um, all around the U.S. Um, and, and I'll ask the, the, the question, you know, who, who has gone to YouTube in the last 30 days uh, for how-to related content? And the entire room, every single time, the hands go up. Nice. And I asked them then how many in the last seven days, right? In the last 24 hours. I try to narrow it down to see if I can get, the, you know, a, a lower number to kind of like make the point. But it's just, it's, it's still super high. Um, in, so this is what we're, we're going, you know, a lot of the job. And, and the same thing when we're buying something. You know, looking at the behavior of people when they're buying something, when the refrigerator uh, dies, uh, we need a new car, we want to buy a new piece of technology, you know, whatever, we want to buy shoes, we, you name it, you know, our immediate reaction is to go um, on the search engine on Google and look for, uh, we're looking for um, cost, how much does it cost, mm -hmm. we're looking for uh, the best 
we're looking for a comparison, like compare this to that. And we're looking for, um, and then we're going to be looking for how to use that thing. So the, the, the question as a marketer is this, do you have a piece of content that is designed to answer all the questions that people have when they're ready to buy, which one of them is going to be how to related content. But in, but one of them that actually the most dominant one, which is usually comes at the top is how much does it cost? Mm. And, and, and if you don't have an answer, then someone else is doing that. Uh, and the biggest pushback that I get with people, because I think that the how much does it cost is a brilliant piece of content is mm. a couple of things. They push back on, uh, well, it depends. It depends. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. And then the second thing is, I don't want to give the price to my competition, right? Which both of them, I'm sorry, you know, for your listeners, they're a very dumb argument. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the first one um, is, um, uh, I forgot my train of thought here. Uh, the first one is. Um, so pushing back it on, oh, it, it depends. depends. It, yeah. yeah, it depends. Sorry. So it, it, uh, it, it depends. Well, then create a video. It depends. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. I just actually created one just recently. How much does a website cost? Okay. And but, then the answer, well, it depends. Yeah, but and you're addressing the, the question. Yeah. But it, I address the question. So I give a range. Well, it depends. You know, if you want a, you know, very low hanging, da, 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 this is, you know, you're going to spend about two, $3,000. If you want a very high end with all the bells and whistles and everything, it's going to cost you $25,000. So it depends. However, if you're, you know, if what you need is this, that, and that, then you should expect to pay within that range. And if you want this, that, and that, you should expect to pay a little bit more. Then you explain that and then people respect that, um, uh, you know, because actually that's what they want to know. They want to be educated. They want to have a sense of like, oh, okay, I know what I should be spending when I'm buying a new refrigerator, when I'm buying a website or how much does it cost for a content writer? Mm. I'm actually, that's one of the pieces of content I'm going to, I'm going to be producing. How much does it cost to, to hire a content writer? Yeah. Well, it depends. It actually depends, but I'm going to actually create the content that answers uh, that. The second one is, uh, I don't want to give the price to the competition. Look, um, you know how much your competition is, is charging and they know how much you're charging. You're not mm. fooling anyone. Mm. You know. You know approximately where they are and where you are, and you're not, you know, it, 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 you're not giving anything away. I mean, unless you have like an absolute secret of a thing, like what? How, how could you be charging? Uh, how could you be charging so little or so much? But the chances are is that you know it's not you're not giving any you're not giving any trade secret by giving your 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 pricing away and if your business model is really depends on the secrecy of your pricing it's a very fragile business model because at one point or another the egg is going to crack and is going to be it is going to be a mess you know if you look at all the web developers or content writers we kind of like know where it is you know so obviously if you have someone starting out and they're hungry and everything they might charge a little bit less and if you have a big agencies that has all the recognition they're going to charge a little bit more but overall you know it's it, we're all within the same vicinity so like that yeah and i always think that that addressing that particular question how much does it cost even just addressing it gives you such a great opportunity to set yourself apart from the competition because there are so few people doing it and doing it doing it well um, yeah, and you can and, be the one to do it it's, yeah. yeah and what's it yeah what's interesting with this is what when you do that um, you actually establish yourself, you establish trust, 
and you start a relationship mm. because you're doing something that very little people are actually willing to do to actually discuss. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and, I, I, and, I, and I would put it right flat on, on the table and people will approach that and they will respect that because Absolutely. they know that there is no haggling. There is no like, they already know. There's a matter of fact, the pricing uh, thing as a business owner, I've been in business for a long time. I address pricing very early in the conversation mm. um, because I don't want to, how many times I've gone down the, uh, the path of talking with someone for 30 to 45 minutes just to realize that they don't have nearly enough money exactly. to hire my services yeah. and I've wasted their time. They wasted mine. So it's not a good thing. So address, uh, address pricing, but creating content around how, how much does it cost is a, is a brilliant, uh, actually it's surprising if you look any kind of keyword, um, I, I would invite uh, anyone listening to that, put a keyword and look for the questions and look for how many questions in the top 100 questions or the top 10 questions are related to cost and you're going to be dumbfounded. That's what we want to know. I mean, you, you look at your own behavior. If When I point this out, when I speak at, the, at conferences, you know, the first thing you want to do is how much does it cost? And everybody's like nods, you know, yes, mm. that's right. Of course, that's what we do. And then we're looking for best in comparison. So you need to have content that, you know, that's one of the, the, the thing here is reverse engineer what they want to know. One, one of the things they want to know is how much does it cost? So create content around that. Excellent. So what just one final question about once you've you've got an idea of the kind of topics that you should be addressing and are going to address mm -hmm. and you're using tools, we mentioned again, um, SEM Rush and, and TubeBuddy, or in fact, thinking more about the, the maybe YouTube specific ones like TubeBuddy and VidIQ, how, how do they actually help people work out um, if they've got maybe a choice of, of two or three different topics? How can you use those tools for people who haven't used them? How can you use those kind of tools to work out which ones are the best? Well, it, it's really in a, comp uh, in a competitive, um, the, the competition um, uh, stats mm. that it's giving you. I, I don't know what, the, what they call it, but how competitive a piece of content is. Mm. And I would stay away when you're starting out on YouTube, I would stay away from highly competitive mm. uh, content. I would go after content that is um, a lot less competitive. So that's one of the uh, best feature, uh, one of the best features of TubeBuddy um, is um, uh, identifying content that is oversaturated with, mm. with, 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 with questions, which means that um, you know, the chances of you, I mean, it doesn't mean you couldn't, uh, rank because, you know, you could be creating an amazing piece of content that resonates with people and then it rises to the top, but the chances are, uh, it, it's not. So, you know, that's how you used to buddy. I would, that would be the first thing is I would, I would be looking at if I use that question, how competitive it is. And mm -hmm. it will tell you right then and there. And then, um, it has, it has really has a little, uh, uh, gauge. And then on one side it's red and on the other side it's green. Like it's even oh, visual. visual like yeah. You're in the red and it's, it actually is telling you very bad. Like right. this is so there is like millions of pieces of content there. Just stay away from that. And then on the other side is green, which is excellent. And then it goes from excellent to good to fair to uh, not good and then really bad, right? Okay. So you can choose uh, where. And then so that's one of the gauge. And the second gauge shows you the, uh, the volume of content, the volume of inquiries. Okay. Uh, 
with that. So it compares both of them. So what's interesting is some, most of the time, there's a lot of inquiries for it and it's super competitive, right? So what you want to look for is you want to look for content that have less inquiries Instead of having 10,000 inquiries in a month, maybe I'll have 500 inquiries in the month. But then that piece of content is excellent in terms of competitiveness because there's not a lot of people that are actually competing in that mm. world. And I would pick all those low-hanging fruits. That would be my strategy. I would say, take all those low-hanging fruits because you're going to own and dominate them. And then once you have that, then you can go after the big question. Excellent. And you can the also big- take, take it one step further with those tools, can't you? So once you've decided on a... Um, you know, a, a topic for your video or even a title for your video based on the results from from SEM, uh, from Tubebuddy or VidIQ, you can actually use them to help you optimize your tags and everything, can't you, to help give your video the best chance of being found for what you want it to be found for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're talking about the tags there? The tags, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the tags is actually, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, the tags, to tags your videos, um, I was just um, watching an insider video for YouTube creators and they were talking about tags and they were actually saying that tags were not as important as people think they Mm -hmm. are. They are somewhat important, but they're not in the top. Like this Mm -hmm. is not a, this is not a, uh, a, a deal breaker. For example, you could have a video doing very, very well without any kind of tags. You're certainly not helping your case, but it's not the, um, you don't put it, it's not detrimental not to have Uh it. Okay. So that's that. However, I would highly recommend that you do tags, but the mistake that I see with what people do with tags is that they're doing the exact same thing that they're doing with the questions is they're putting tags that are absolutely way, way too, uh, too narrow. Like for example, SEO. Right. So it's like, yeah, or, or I see it also Gary Vaynerchuk, like Gary V, right? They'll put the tag Gary V. The, the problem with this is that, um, first of all, it's a long shot. I mean, mm. a very, very, very long shot at best. And for you to be putting a tag like Gary V because you think, okay, this guy's got a huge amount of, of, uh, of traffic. So I want to take, I want to siphon a little bit of that content to me. <laughs> Um, it, here's the problem. Um, and, and I just had the conversation with a marketer. I says, you have nothing to do with Gary V, like mm. not even close. Um, and his point was like, well, if they like his content and they want value, well, why wouldn't they like me? And I says, well, yeah, it's, it's a legitimate question. But the thing is you have nothing to do. You're not even anywhere close to his style. So the chances are someone is looking for Gary V's brash, he curses, he is, uh, you know, he just tells it like it is, he's like in your face. And then you Mm. go to your style, which is quirky, which is fun, which is thing. And it's not going to resonate. It's, it's not, it's not the same dimension. It's not the same vibe. Mm. And the chances are, is people are going to get to your content and going to say, who's this guy? And they're going to, they're going to bail because they're, they're in the mood of watching something like Gary V. Same thing applies to Oprah or Seth Godin. Like people do those things. And I'm like, stop doing this put tags that are related to the overall question of what people are asking so how to be effective with content marketing there's got to be a lot of tags that are long tail tags mm. instead of the short tail use those to help boost because these tags are, are nothing more than if someone is looking for that specific question so if for example 
if you've selected how to be effective with content marketing, that's the question you're answering in your content. I am sure there's a whole bunch of similar questions that you could use as your tag. So now mm -hmm. you're using those tags to drive more traffic for other questions that are related, but you didn't answer directly. So you're going to get all that juice as well. Amazing. So I could back. actually pick your brains all day about YouTube stuff because I know that yeah. your, your brain is just full of, of knowledge on the topic, but we yeah. will have to leave it there. But I always end my podcast by asking a surprise little question to my guests. And that question mm -hmm. is, what will you be having for dinner tonight, Antoine? Well, I, I, so I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no clue. Whatever my wife's cook, whatever. <laughs> That's if she heard me, she would slap me in the back of the head. Yes. She'd say, you cook tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we had a big party um, at my house. Uh, so we had, last night we had leftovers. I think the leftovers are done. That's a great question. Mm. We'll probably have, um, I don't know, like something, uh, you know, I don't know. Let me let me decide. We'll, we'll have okay. We'll we'll go pasta tonight. We'll do like a pasta okay. and some garlic bread. We'll we'll do Ooh. that. And your and your honor. That sounds beautiful. That would be my pasta. Is I could eat pasta seven days a week. So that would be yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Antoine, would you um, end by telling people where they can um, connect with you and where they can find out more about you? Yes, uh, you could go to youtube.com forward slash Antoine DuPont. That's my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and I create uh, content, um, tactical and practical uh, ways to grow your business for business owners. Uh, so my target market are uh, small to medium-sized business owners. Uh, you can also find me on, uh, on facebook.com forward slash. Actually, I believe it's uh, the other way around. It's uh, DuPont Antoine. And you're going to see it's, um, it's a French guy that looks like Uncle Fester. I'm bald. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you, you'll look for yeah, French Uncle Fester. That, uh, that's me. And, um, and, and there you have it. Those are the two places where you can uh, connect with me. Now, I don't sell anything. I don't have any courses. Uh, I don't have any intention of having any courses. Uh, the intent of everything that I do is um, uh, deliver value um, uh, and help people uh, grow their business. And, you know, the way I, I actually, um, you know, obviously there's a, I'm not Mother Teresa, right? I like uh, money like the, the, the next guy. Absolutely. Um, but I'm growing a YouTube channel, that, which is very successful, and I'm a public speaker. So obviously, if, uh, if you have a conference or an organization that is looking for uh, a public speaker that wants to uh, educate uh, the audience on how to grow their business with digital marketing in 2019, um, I'm your guy. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all that value. And enjoy your pasta tonight. <laughs> Thank you. I will. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.